Hey y'all, it's Kiara, and did you know that this month is Mental Health Awareness Month? <laughs> well, I did, so I wanted this month's episodes to focus on all aspects of mental health, highlighting mental health in the Black and Brown communities. This week's guest is Bianca Amos, host of the Once Broken podcast. She spoke with me via Zoom and shared a story of self-love and self-esteem. This episode is sponsored by Diversity 101, a mecca for women empowerment, daily inspirations, monthly blogs, and positive affirmations to help encourage self-love. Yes. (laughs) So if you're looking for a positive perspective and helpful solutions, check out diversity101.com today, y'all. Thank you so much for listening. Let's get into this episode with Bianca. Bye. So welcome, Bianca. Hey, Kiara. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Were I just you... singing just now? Huh? Yeah, a little Can bit. I just sing your name? <laughs> <laughs> you did, but I kind of like it. Okay. <laughs> Y'all, and if you haven't figured it out yet, we're on a Zoom call, okay? So don't give us too much for the audio. Once everything, you know, calms down with Auntie Rona, we'll be back to our regularly scheduled programs. <laughs> but for now, of course. <laughs> we're on the Zoom, okay? Um, so, Bianca, why don't you just tell them a little bit about yourself? So, well, my name is Bianca. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I live in Toronto, Canada. I am a podcaster, as Kiera mentioned. I have this podcast called The Once Broken Podcast, where I just share inspirational stories of overcoming brokenness and finding healing and finding redemption. And I just take you all through my personal journey, but also... I have a lot of guests on my show, as Kira mentioned, she's been mm-hmm. on my show, where my guests also share their own stories, and these stories are so real, and they're so deep, and it's something that I just feel like, as women, we can all connect with, because we've all kind of been through some things, right? And we're not being ashamed of what we're been, we've been through, we are just sharing our stories. Yes, and I had a really good time on your podcast. And uh, we got to talk about some really interesting things. I I love Canada, although I've only been to um, Niagara Falls. <laughs> hey, Niagara is cool, though. It's really nice. I've been there a couple of times. Yeah, but I mean, the vibe was awesome. And I because I loved the episode that we did so much, I was like, let me go ahead and just look into some more of what she's doing. And so I came across your episode ever overcoming obstacles and winning the crown and obviously (laughs) with the title that you know um specific i was like okay well let's see what's going on in here she don't want a crown okay like what's up (laughs) you're like (laughs) i was like yeah um what is this about (laughs) but i was pleasantly pleasantly surprised to see that it was really about challenging yourself as a young kid. And I resonate with that resonates so much with me because I had my own challenges in high school. I'm going to tell you what I gathered from it. And then I want you to expound on it a little bit. Okay. So when I listened to that episode, I was driving the car with my husband. 
Um, and I, I don't know, I was almost brought to tears by how real it was. I, I live in a world now where I feel like no one really likes to be honest. So when I hear like this authentic truth, I'm like, wait, turn it up. I need to hear, you know, it needs to be playing louder for me. So you spoke about how you weren't that um, secure with yourself when you were a kid in high school, which I don't know a lot of kids that are. Um, but you talked about how you, you really couldn't even look at yourself in the mirror because of the way you felt about yourself. And that yeah. resonated with me because that's how I felt a lot of times as a kid, not really knowing um, how I should look or if my look was okay. Um, and, and I struggled with that. And you talked about how you were bullied um, because of it. A lot of the girls that you went to school with in Jamaica, um, maybe they're a bit more uh, full of themselves, you know, a bit more attractive during that time. And, uh, you, you know, that played on your emotions. And so you decided to do something for yourself, which I think is awesome. I don't think I will ever be able to do it in a million years. You signed up for a pageant. Um, <laughs> I did. <laughs> and I was like, what, girl, you got all this stuff. I'm talking to, the, to, the, to my phone like, what? You got all this stuff going on. You know, you're not really having the best time in high school. You have a low self-esteem, but you're going to sign up for a pageant. Like, yeah. kudos, kudos to you, okay? <laughs> Girl. <laughs> so, why did you do that? What was your thought behind that? I, okay, so when I entered this pageant, I was 14. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I was, I was in the eighth grade. And I honestly entered the pageant because I saw it as an opportunity to reinvent myself. Wow. So, I thought that if I could win this pageant that like people would accept me more Mm -hmm. I might even be popular I might even be more confident so that was a motivation behind it I saw it as an opportunity to create a brand new me uh I I actually ended up in an all-girls high school because I thought that my life would be easier if I went to an all-girls high school. Mm, so when I, I was in <laughs> <laughs> when I was in elementary school, like I just had a rough time around boys, around things that they would say. I just felt completely unattractive most of the times and just had a lot of issues with myself. And uh, in the, the, the sixth grade, the fifth and sixth grade, I actually had an eating disorder. So it was, it oh. went really deep. I lost mm. a whole bunch of weight in the fifth and sixth grade. And this was in Jamaica. So high school starts at, at the seventh grade in Jamaica, not in the ninth grade, like in North okay. America. So as I, as I did my examinations uh, to go to high school, which is how it works in Jamaica, like based on your grades, that decides which school you're going to go to. So as mm-hmm. I completed my examinations, I got to choose which high school I would want to go to, or, or well, I got to choose which high school I wanted to go to. Mm-hmm. And I chose mostly all girls high schools because I just thought that maybe being around girls only would be easier. And I was even offered a scholarship to another school, a co-ed school. And I was like, I am not going. I told my mom, I will not be going (laughs) to to a co-ed school. And I, I, I just, I didn't even give her a reason. I was like, I'm just not going. So Mm. I was surprised to kind of find out how terrible high school was. 
um, for me because I didn't expect it, you know, the cliques and, you know, all of that and just constantly feeling like an outsider. And so mm-hmm. when I heard about this pageant, I felt like, wow, if I could enter this pageant and if I could win, then people would accept me more. People would like me more. I would probably have the confidence to, to join the dance group or a, oh. a sports team or do some other things that I wanted to do, but was just too afraid to do. And so that's mm-hmm. why I really entered. Wow. Yeah, I, I'm thinking about myself um, in high school and I would have went the complete opposite way and just said, you know what, let me further isolate myself from you. <laughs> I'm not going to put myself on a big screen or a platform to, you know, for potential uh, bullying or even more ridicule. So, girl, that was bold of you. You did something that you, you set yourself up for something that you, you, would, you didn't even know how huge that was for you in your young age you know what no I, mean? I i absolutely didn't and it it was one of those defining moments you know when you look over mm-hmm. your life and there are certain moments that stand out for you this was one yeah. of them because i for me this was the moment that taught me that i could do anything that i put my mind to yeah. this was a moment that taught me that challenges are there to help you grow because i remember the day when i signed up for the pageant they had announced that all the girls who wanted to be a part of the pageant were supposed to go to a room that was close to the back of the school. Mm-hmm. And as I was making my way to that room, I kept on turning back. I kept on uh, trying to convince myself, you know, that I should actually go. Mm-hmm. And then at one point, I made my way through the back gate of the school that was close to the bus stop for me to go home because I was like, I'm not going. But then there was something inside of me that kept on pushing me. And so I decided just to go and check it out. So I went upstairs to where the girls were Mm -hmm. and immediately I could tell that they were really surprised. Like the looks on their faces was like, what the hell are you doing here? And someone even asked me like, (laughs) are you here for the pageant? And they all started chuckling. So of course, mm-hmm. I knew that I didn't fit in there, mm-hmm. uh, but it, it got easier, you know, like with the weeks, as, as we started preparing for the pageant, I started to feel more comfortable. I started to feel like I really had a shot until I suffered this massive embarrassment. <laughs> yeah, talk a little bit about that, too. So... A couple of days before the pageant, they they asked us to take photographs. So mm-hmm. oh. these are <laughs> these are like uh, back in the day we used to call them glamour shots. Yeah, <laughs> but these were these were portraits that were going to be put up on the notice boards around the school to kind of you know raise some awareness about the pageant and to create some buzz about it. So. Mm-hmm. Once I heard pictures, I was not excited because I was so bad at taking pictures. When I say so bad, I mean, every picture I took, like, I just didn't look right. Like, there was always something wrong with my face. <laughs> and then I had this one, like, awkward pose that I used to do. I just wasn't, I wasn't comfortable with myself and it showed. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah. I, I think that's exactly what it was. So mm-hmm. as soon as, as someone would turn a camera on me, like I started to get really self-conscious about how the picture would come out. And essentially that just made the picture really bad <laughs> because yeah. 
you could see it on my face that I was either scared or I was unhappy or I was just not comfortable with myself. And so I was so nervous about taking these pictures, but I was also hopeful because uh, one thing that was going to make a difference was the makeup that I was going to get to wear mm. because I'd never worn makeup before. And the, the teacher that was in charge of the pageant said that she was going to do her makeup. And I just thought that makeup was something magical because of <laughs> course I watched a lot of TV back then. Mm-hmm. And as a young girl, that influenced the way I saw the world. So, and how I saw beauty. And, and so when I found out that I was going to be made, wearing makeup, like I just felt like I was going to go from not to hot. <laughs> <laughs> so, wow. I didn't feel too, too anxious um, about the pictures once I learned that. Mm-hmm. So I had my makeup done. I took the picture. The photographer was like really assuring because he didn't tell me that anything was wrong with the picture, but there wow. was something wrong with it. But there was something wrong with it. And I didn't know this until the picture was up on the walls around school and the kids were pointing and laughing. Because so what? Yeah, I was going to say, what exactly was wrong with the picture? So, in this picture, <laughs> okay, for one, my makeup just didn't suit me. It was, it was too bright. Like, a lot of us, I, I think what happened is that a lot of us were using the same makeup, the same colors, the same oh, everything. And a lot mm. of the girls in the, in the, in the pageant with, with me were lighter than I was. Mm. And mm. I was a dark-skinned girl with really brightly colored makeup on. So mm. really bright eyeshadow and lipstick. And it just did it, not suit me. Right. Uh, on sure. top of that, <laughs> on top of that, like my pose was so awkward. Like, like the photographer made us do this kind of like you kind of tilt to the side kind of thing. Like it was supposed oh to be like a gosh. real like model kind of look. <laughs> but yeah. being as awkward as I was and as uncomfortable as I was in my own body, my neck just looked like it was completely separated <laughs> from my body. So stop, Bianca. Stop. I am not lying. Oh my god, I'm laughing, but I also want to cry for myself. Like, no. <laughs> it was so bad. My no. neck, like mm-hmm. my, it looked like my head was one way, and like the rest of my body was one way, and like my neck was an. It was. It was no. so bad. It was so bad, and I, I actually learned about the photo from a friend of mine. So. Mm-hmm. I, I think she might have been in a different class at the time, mm-hmm. like a different, like doing a different course to me, because I remember she coming to tell me about what was going on. So I think her class ended early and she came to find me because she saw what was going on. Mm-hmm. And she pulled me into the classroom. She pulled me into a classroom. Luckily, it was like the last class of the day. So it was the end of school. And I was just bawling. I, I, mm-hmm. I was ready to quit. The pageant was going to be the next day and I was just ready to give up because there was no way I could walk on that walk on that stage after this embarrassment, after knowing that kids were pointing and laughing after yeah. 
and then like it just brought back so many memories of like things that I tried before like dancing and sports and how people teased me and the things that they said and I just was not I was just not prepared to go on that stage and I remember saying to her that I remember saying to her that I was going to quit and hope that by Monday, because the pageant was on a Friday, I was hoping that by Monday, like everyone would have just forgotten about it. And I could just go back to being the way I was, (laughs) which at that point didn't really sound too bad. (laughs) (laughs) And she, she said to me that the only way that people will stop laughing at me is if I win. Period. sis. She already knew what it was. Yeah, I mean, this is not this is this wasn't an adult having a conversation with a child. This was a fourteen-year-old having a conversation right. with a fourteen-year-old, and she was like, "You have no choice. You have to win." And I was like, "How?" Like by this point, I was feeling confident before before this photo happened. I was feeling kind of confident um, mm. about my chances, but I certainly didn't think I was going to win. I thought maybe I could, like, I don't know get just like get some first or second runner respect. up or something yes yeah just get a little respect out of it like okay she did exactly that. exactly <laughs> because I, uh, the thing too is that a lot of the girls in the competition were older than me so mm-hmm. I was the only one in grade eight all the other girls were in grade 12 grade 11 and and I think there was wow. only one girl from grade 10 so all of them were older than me so I didn't actually think that I had like a great chance of winning but I just hope that I would like get something or at least feel better about myself after right so so (laughs) (laughs) I spent like a a couple hours in that classroom that even waiting for everyone to go home because Mm -hmm. I did not want to see anyone so while I was there I was thinking how what am I gonna do and I, I I realized that my friend was right that if I dropped out, I would still be laughed at. They will still remember the picture. But if I went into this and if I could find some way to win, then I could, as you just said, earn a little bit of respect or something. Mm-hmm. And so I went home just praying, just praying to God because I knew I couldn't do it on my own. That, that I knew for sure. Just praying, wow. that, just praying that God would give me some way that he he would help me to do something to win this competition so I didn't sleep that night as you can imagine I didn't eat I didn't I I just prayed and then the morning I woke up and this quote came into my head if it doesn't kill you it will make you stronger Mm. and I I had honestly never heard that before so mm. much so that I thought I made it up. For a long time, I thought I made it up until I, until years later, I started seeing these like, you know, quotes online that, that are like the same thing. But yeah. that's what was in my mind when I woke up that morning. And I kept on saying that as I went to school, I kept on saying it as I got dressed for the pageant. I kept on saying it as I went through every competition, uh, every every part of the competition so you know they had that section where we like modeled different uh attire so we had like sportswear and casual wear and stuff like that and uh then we had the talent portion of the competition and then we had the what do you call like the question and answer section it has what, mm-hmm. what do you call that exactly well you know what i'm talking about like yeah when you're you supposed mean. to answer your, your that question and I tell you, 
when I opened my mouth to answer my question, it was mm-hmm. as if God was speaking through me. I oh, kid you wow. not. When I tell you that my answer was just, <laughs> it, was, it was perfection. Not going to mm. lie. Like a part of me was wondering, did I actually come up with that on the spot? <laughs> and when I looked at the that judges' faces, they were smiling and the audience was cheering. And man, that was a great feeling. Mm. So now it came time for them to announce the winner of the competition. They started with the sectional prize, the sectional prizes, and they, you know, gave out the, the, the award for most talented, and then they gave out the award for most aware, and they called my name. Ooh. And I was like, oh, my God. So I already felt like I had won by that point. Not won the right. entire competition, but the very fact that I was walking away with something, I, mm. I already felt validated in that moment. Yeah. And then, yeah, so, so mm-hmm. now it was time for them to announce the winner of the competition and they announced the second runner-up, it wasn't me. They announced the first runner-up, it wasn't me. And then mm-hmm. it was just me and a couple other girls standing there and I was like, I didn't even think that it, they were going to call my name. But they did. Mm-hmm. They Girl, called my and- name. And Woo! <laughs> Bianca Mattison oh do you still get excited like when you think about this story does it still get your blood flowing because I got goosebumps and I heard you talk about it already (laughs) it does it does every time I think about it because I was 14 years old like but at that point in life you don't know too much about struggles and about anything (laughs) you don't know too much about anything and Mm -hmm. for me to have gotten to that point after feeling so low about myself after feeling like a complete outsider even in my own family after feeling like there was so much wrong with me like I had terrible acne when I say terrible I mean terrible like kids used to call me greater face wow like those are so rude I just can't like so I I identified as that girl you know with this 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 terribly acne terrible acne that I had like I felt so low because like there were so many girls in my school that never had this struggle and I mean Mm -hmm. of course there were others that did because we all go through these awkward phases during our teenage years But then I always felt like, why me? Why did I have to be the one that was so tall, that I was taller than Mm. everyone and and, and felt like a giant? Why did I have to be that one that was, you know, that was fat? Why did I have to be that one that, you know, like had all of these, these struggles? I had these massive hands and these massive feet. And I just, I just, I just didn't feel good about myself. So when they wow. called my name, like you would have thought I had won Miss Jamaica, <laughs> Miss America, Miss Universe. Like I started to ball, girl. Like I, I was just it. crying so much. And then I got my crown and my sash and my prize oh, wow. money. And in that moment, like I, if I was supposed to like put myself there again it was like something greater than cloud nine like I just felt like nothing could top this moment nothing could top it and as I was there celebrating feeling great 
that mm-hmm. thought came back in my mind again. If it doesn't kill you, it, it will make you stronger. you stronger. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I love this story because it, it just really speaks to how impactful believing in yourself can be. It didn't matter what, you know, those girls were saying, they were going to say those things regardless. And, and, you know, pour on them for, for being that way. But when you decided to really look within yourself and say, you know what, I got to do this. It's not even for them anymore. It's for me. Yeah. I have to prove this to myself that I can do this and I will do it. And you did it literally won the whole thing, <laughs> which is, I just, I love that. I really do. What I think made it, because you, you talk about doing it for yourself mm-hmm. and I, I, I feel like at that time when I did it, I don't know if it was for me, mm-hmm. but so afterwards, for. Mm-hmm. I, I think it was to be accepted. I, I, oh, okay. I definitely think it was for them. Mm-hmm. But after I won and after I experienced that, it became for me. Mm. That's when I realized that whether people accept me or not, Stay there, I am girl. worthy. Mm. Whether it, it doesn't matter what people think. It doesn't matter how they, they, they perceive me yeah. that I am worthy. And that is what that moment meant for me. It was yes. that moment that taught me that, girl, you can do anything. And ain't nobody can stop you from achieving anything you want to achieve if you are willing to believe in yourself and do, either, and do the work. Yes, girl. And those I, are the two oh, things. <laughs> yes, I love that. When you say that, it makes me think of this Bible verse that says, greater is he that is in me. Than those are in the world and yep. when you just think about how how powerful that is like you don't need anything else you thought that you needed the approval from other people who i'm sure you don't even talk to half those people anymore you, know, you <laughs> thought you thought you needed to you you wanted them to see you but god already sees us and he he knows who we are and he gave you that mantra you got out there and you really did the dang thing and i'm just like I love that because I didn't have that courage when I was a kid. Like in high school, I had, I'm not going to say I had the worst time, but I'm pretty sure there was a lot of people who had better times than me. Yeah. <laughs> and if I would have had that sort of confidence, even a, even a twinge of it, I think that it would have been a better experience for me. But I let the opinions of others affect me to the point where I didn't even see the value in myself. And it took me a while to get that value back, you know, yeah. and it, it was like time, time, too much time, I think. But in, in my in my journey to getting it back, um, that's what I came up with. Hey, it doesn't matter what these people think. It only matters what you think and how you see yourself and the person that you want to be. As long as I'm being the best version of me. Yes, yes. That's enough. I'm enough. That is enough. You are enough. Exactly. Like we, we are all enough exactly as we are. And it, 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 as I became a parent, mm-hmm. it, became my, it became my life's duty to ensure that my children know that they are enough. Oh, yes. That they have nothing to prove to anyone at all but themselves. Mm. What's funny about 
what's funny about this pageant, as you just mentioned, like a lot of these people who impacted my life back then, I I probably I don't even remember their names. Exactly. And I'm being completely honest. And <laughs> there are <laughs> there are a few people who I still talk to from high school, a handful of people. But mm-hmm. even when I was like a, a couple of them listened to the podcast and even when I I was sh- that, like sharing my story, they were like, "Oh, you know I didn't even remember that." Like yep. it wasn't their story. Mm-hmm. It wasn't about them. But I will mm-hmm. never forget because it was my story. It was about me. It was, it was about what I needed to learn about myself. And yes. it, 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 it is so like heartbreaking, like how many of us and how many young people struggle with their identity and struggle with wanting that acceptance from people who a couple of years from, from now won't even won't be even a factor in your life. They won't even matter. Exactly. And that's the only thing that I hate about social media is because I grew up right on the cusp of like MySpace. Um, I think when Mm. I graduated, Facebook was just becoming a thing. Um, But I can remember being, what, like 17 and getting a Yahoo email, you know, (laughs) and like trying to chat on, I sound like a dinosaur now, but trying to like chat um, with my friends on Yahoo, like instant message or something. And now to see how it's fast forward to Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and and uh, TikTok, and I mean it just goes on. And where at least when I went home after you know a long day of just really feeling blue and just overwhelmed with life, I could go home and not have to see those people. But now you know the the kids these days they're constantly reminded, they're constantly engaged um, with you know these people and I think that creates an additional pressure for them because they can't ever turn it off so while they're trying to figure out who they are and their identity they're constantly being bombarded with what who other people are you got the Kim Kardashians yeah. and the Kylie's and the Beyonce's and the you know Meg the Stallions of the world which are awesome in their own right but when you're trying to figure out who you are all those things you know can be a distraction yeah. And so I really think I yeah, what what do you have to say for that? I I just wouldn't want to be a teenager today. And <laughs> right. I'm, no, no lie because with all the struggles that I had and with like back in the day, I used to make comparisons to people on TV because I, you. I I've said this, I've, no, I've said this before. Uh-huh. But like and I hope my mama doesn't get all in her feelings about this, but for the most <laughs> part, I do feel like television raised me. In the sense mm. that a lot of the, 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 the values that I had, a lot of what shaped my view of the world and of people mm-hmm. and of what is good and what is not good came from what I saw on TV. It was such a strong influence in my life because yeah. I spent hours and hours and hours consuming TV because I honestly had no friends, not gonna mm-hmm. lie. I was, an, I was a complete outsider. And so for me, it was like leaving school, going home, spending hours in front of the TV. To escape that. To escape my world. Mm. And so I started to, to just believe that the, the, the people that I saw on television, that was the, the bar. That was the standard of beauty. And yeah. the families that I saw on television, that was the standard of what a real family is. Yeah. So at like 13 years Same. old, at 13 years old, not having a dad around mm. made me feel like there was something wrong with my family because it was just my mom. 
because I mm-hmm. was watching hours of Seventh Heaven and the Cosby Show. And, <laughs> right. Oh God, the Cosby Show. <laughs> Listen, if, if the Cosby Show don't put you in your feelings and just start making you look at your family crazy, yeah. then I don't know what will. I'm looking at my family like uh, something's wrong with us. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we not like this? <laughs> but that that that's where I was, to be completely honest with you. And so, like, I looked at these girls on tv these girls on the disney channel and mm-hmm. i just felt like so less than and it's not that they were doing anything to make me feel like less, less than they were probably just being themselves but i yeah. was there com- comparing myself and feeling like i wasn't enough as i was and so as you know to bring it back to social media and stuff like that like i constantly my 10 year old he has mm-hmm. a youtube channel oh wow. and he loves gaming um and so he, he makes a lot of these like little gaming videos and yeah, he, he has like eight, 82 subscribers. He's very proud of that, by the way. Oh, but like every be. time, <laughs> every time he posts a video, he's like on edge as to how many people are going to like it. Oh, and yeah. I have to have this talk with him almost every single time that it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Do you like it? Do you like your video? That it doesn't matter how many likes you get on that video because I don't want him to become that kid that's so obsessed with this, this, this like, you know, kind of world where yes. other people, if you post something and other people don't like it, then you're feeling like there's something wrong with you because I've been exactly. there. Me too. I've been I don't, there as well. Yeah. And it took me years to get over that. It took me years to be the kind of person that keeps a photo up, even if it only has five likes. I used Girl, to be that person that deletes that. Talk about <laughs> it. I, I had to take a hiatus from Instagram from like 2013 to like 2018, well, uh, maybe 17. So like that yeah. whole break, I was like, I can't be on Instagram because it was too much. I mean, from posting food to just, just, oh my gosh, I, I would literally feel like if my picture didn't get, you know, however many likes, that oh my gosh they hate me like I can't and like that is you know how terrible that is to live your life that way based on a double tap on a computer screen on an app that you can delete (laughs) like that's that's serious but I I was like that too I compared myself to everything and everybody there was I mean even Hannah Montana I was mad like I couldn't even watch that (laughs) and be satisfied (laughs) I'm like you know what she got a limo out front like I can't okay yeah and that's but, why I think, sorry, go ahead. Right. And, and you know what, not to plug for on the sake, but that is the guys behind for on the sake is that I want to be that representation for normal people. Like, Hey, you can be this, this and that. And you could be real. Like, it's okay. You can be yourself. Yeah. I got so sick and tired of seeing people put on this mask every day, whatever it is, just trying to mask who they really are. And I was one of those people, you know, for years. And once I discovered that I could actually take my mask off and still, you know, or fall in love with who I am as a person, I wanted everyone to have that feeling because it's so draining to not be able to be yourself and to feel the pressure in your mind that you think you're not good enough to even be who you are. That to me, it, it just... It's crazy to me now that I I live my life like that for so many years. Yeah. And I and I, I just I feel terrible for the kids because they don't some of the these kids growing up don't know that that's okay. You know, it's okay to be you. 
And so I think that's a part of my message as well. Like, hey, whatever it is, you know, whatever you want to do, do that. How we feel, do that. But don't be discouraged by how someone else looks or how, you know, don't base the way you feel about yourself on how somebody else feels about you. I'm going to tell you something that I haven't Mm -hmm. told you before. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You know, there's this thing. No, Mm -hmm. we have a tendency to compare ourselves to people. Mm -hmm. And while not even knowing that there are other people out there who are comparing themselves to us. Mm. And that's why I think it is so important for us to know our own worth. I... low self-esteem is is i feel like it's a struggle that you can't ever fully get over i feel like you Mm -hmm. can make strides but then sometimes you know something just clicks back and you and and you start being that little girl again in your shell Mm -hmm. and for me with starting my podcast Mm -hmm. like i have grown in leaps and bounds with this podcast in terms of my confidence in terms of just like seeing myself and knowing my worth but i Mm -hmm. remember when i came across your instagram page Mm-hmm. and you were just so confident like I saw that you had like these videos you know if you just you literally like just just talking and just inviting people to come listen to your podcast and here I am over here like just feeling so like oh my god what? like so like so like insecure about even my my own show and even about what I was doing and uh-huh. I I have a tendency sometimes to like if I feel insecure like if if I look at someone and I feel like oh my god like they're so confident and I want to be like that and I it's like I'm over here feeling like why can't I be like that Mm. and I've kind of learned that not everything that you think that's the way it is so sometimes you need to like address these things like straight out like that's just just attack it and so my thought was since I'm mm-hmm. feeling this way towards her like feeling like oh my god she's so confident and I'm over here just just struggling <laughs> I'm gonna reach out to her and talk to her because yeah. maybe if I reach out to her then maybe like she can like you know help me a little bit with my confidence about my show uh-huh. and so I reached out to you and we had that amazing conversation and then I found out that Oh my God, she's a girl just like me who yeah. is looking at me and thinking this girl is doing so great. And I'm over here thinking that this girl is doing so great and feeling like, you know, yeah. I just feel like at the end Aww. of the day, it's so important to just be who we are and to love who we are and to recognize mm-hmm. that it's the things that make us weird that are our superpower. Yes. My awkwardness. It's all the stories that I have of my weirdness that makes Mm -hmm. me unique. And it's all your stories that you have of your weirdness that makes you unique. And so like, I'm no longer ashamed of like where I've been, what I've experienced. I'm like talking Mm -hmm. about all of these things on my show. But more importantly, I am trying very hard to not compare myself to anybody because we're all running a different race and we all Ooh. have our purpose here so girl say that again for the it. people in the back <laughs> I, listen that i love your honesty i'm i'm like i'm like anytime someone tells me something like that i'm like me 
you yeah i was you, over you. here feeling like kira's got it going on and i suck the, li- <laughs> the lies the lies of that. the devil like, <laughs> the right. devil is a liar <laughs> yes he is girl because i'm listen i i so appreciate that i appreciate your honesty I still have those feelings about, you know, podcasters that are doing leaps and bounds, at least from what I can see. Um, just thinking like, man, I, I want to be like that. Like, what is she yeah. doing that I'm not doing? Like, how can I get to this point? But then thoughts like what you have came to my mind. I can do it too. It's not, it's not, you know, these people yes. are untouchable. You know, they're, they, they cry, they put their pants on just like I do. And I, I so appreciate you saying that because it just makes me feel like, okay, I am like, I am who I say I am. I am creating this platform to where I would hate for someone to feel like they couldn't talk to me. Can you imagine someone truly being scared, you know what I'm saying, yeah. to talk to you, Bianca? Like, oh no, I don't want to hit her up because whatever. I hope not. No, I oh hope not. Oh my gosh, that would hurt my heart. <laughs> I hope not. On another note, that's why I honestly, like, even on Instagram, Mm -hmm. like, for the most part, I follow back everyone who follows me. Right. It's like, I feel like, I mean, it's not so much that I'm so caught up in like, oh, you're following me, yay. But I'm more like, I feel like when someone hits follow on your, your page, especially something that's like, something you're building, like your podcast, I see Mm -hmm. that as support. Exactly. And I feel like that's if you're a podcaster that's following me, like, I'm going to follow you. I'm going to support you back. I don't want anyone to ever feel like I'm untouchable. Exactly. Like, yeah. That's what I said in my last episode. You said it so beautifully. Sometimes I feel like I um, take too long to get to the point. <laughs> but <laughs> what you said is I, I know how it feels to be on the other side of that to look at these people, to see them, to, to, you know, cross paths with them and feel like they were so superior to me that I could never be them, you know, be like them or be yeah. in a circle. And I, I hated that feeling so much because I feel like sometimes it was intentional. Sometimes the women mm. who I surrounded myself around were intentionally leaving me out, maybe because they saw the potential I had before I was able to see it. You know, yeah. maybe they, you know, maybe that's because it was their personality. But the way that I felt in those moments was that I was, I was nothing. And because I felt so low in those times, I, that's my vow to never make anyone else feel that way. So because you know how it feels to be on the other side of that, I encourage you yes. to continue to open up your doors to other girls because you are our representation. You're mm-hmm. what they see. So you keep doing that and that's where your confidence will build because you'll be, you'll know without a shadow of a doubt that what you're doing is what you're supposed to be doing. You're helping people along the way. There's nothing more beautiful than that to me. Thank you so much for those words. (laughs) They're so encouraging. And this is so (laughs) encouraging too, just to connect with someone who knows my heart because you've been where I've been. Yeah. Sisterhood. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Bianca, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate you. When this is all over, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna have to make a trip to Canada. So we you know, go after link up. <laughs> <laughs> make some room for me, okay? Yes, um, girl. I want some gym- I want some uh beef patties and everything. Ready to go. I, I got the goods, girl. <laughs> 
Tell mama get the cooking, okay? <laughs> I got the goods. I got the goods. Thank you so much for having me. I really, this was such a fun time. Like, yeah. this quarantine ain't got nothing on us. Like, I've just been <laughs> connecting with people and just trying to make the best of this situation. And, and, and through it all, like, I'm just meeting some people. I'm just connecting. I'm just, like, having some real conversations. And it's just been lifting my spirit so much. So thank you so much mm. for this today. You made my day. (laughs) Thank you, girl. And before we go, make sure you tell the people where they can find you. Well, uh, my podcast, (laughs) The Once Broken Podcast, is available on pretty much every platform you can think about that hosts uh, uh, podcasts. So we're talking Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, iHeart Radio, like they just accepted me recently. Yes, iHeart. Yes, so (laughs) (laughs) I am literally everywhere. And you can also follow me on Instagram at Once Broken Podcast. Yes. All right, y'all. Well, that's it for us. See you on the next one. See y'all.